one of the characters that often gets overlooked in the story of Christmas is Joseph. Mark, in fact, makes no reference to him at all in his gospel. John refers to him only twice. In John chapter 1 and verse 45, Philip refers to Jesus as the son of Joseph. In John chapter 6 and verse 42, speaking about Jesus, the Jews say, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? So other than those two references, speaking of Jesus, of just Joseph as the father of Jesus, John doesn't tell us anything about, uh, about Joseph. So we learn very little about Joseph from the Gospel of John. Nothing from the Gospel of Mark. Now Luke has a little more to tell us about Joseph, but there are only six references to him in, in the Gospel of Luke. And two of those references to Joseph speak of him, as in the case of John, as the father of Jesus. So in Luke chapter 3 and verse 23, we read, Jesus, when he began his ministry, was about 30 years of age, being the son, as was supposed, of Joseph, the son of Heli. And Luke chapter 4 and verse 22, speaking of Jesus, the, the people of that day say in Luke chapter 4 verse 4, 22, and all spoke of him, that's Jesus, and marveled at the gracious words that were coming out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? So this leaves us with only four other references or verses in the gospel of Luke to get to know Joseph. So what do we learn about Joseph from Luke in those four verses? Well, the first of the remaining verses in Luke is found in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 27, and this is what it says. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. So Luke tells us that Mary was engaged to a man by the name of Joseph. Now the next reference to Joseph in Luke is found in Luke chapter 2 and verse 4. And Joseph went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. So Luke tells us that Joseph takes Mary and travels with her from Nazareth to Bethlehem to be registered. Luke chapter 2 and verse 16 is the next reference to, to Joseph in, in, the, in the Gospel of Luke. And 2 and verse uh, 15 and 16 says this, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph, and the baby lying in a manger. And so we discovered that when the shepherds went to see baby Jesus, Joseph was present with Mary. 
So from these three gospel writers, all we learn about Joseph is that the community in which he lived saw him as the father of Jesus. He was engaged to Mary. He traveled with Mary from Nazareth to Bethlehem, and he was with Mary when Jesus was born. And so the focus of these verses seem to be Mary. Joseph seems to be in the background as a support to Mary. And the only other reference to, to Joseph in the Gospels is, is in, in these Gospels is in regards to his connection with either Jesus or Mary. And this leaves us only Matthew to discover anything about Joseph. Now, there are several, seven particular references to Joseph in the Gospel of Matthew. And Matthew actually traces the line of Joseph to Jesus, ending up with these words. And Joseph, the father, uh, and Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called Christ. Joseph's significance seems to be in the fact that he was the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born. And in this genealogy, Mary and Jesus were the important characters. And he's linked in that chain that leads to these important characters so that the genealogy expresses it this way, Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born. The focus on Mary and the focus on Jesus. Next in Matthew, we read in Matthew 1 and verse 18, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was filled found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And so we see from Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, that Mary was betrothed to Joseph. That's to say that they had made a legally binding commitment before God to each other. And while they were not yet married, they were legally engaged to each other and committed themselves to be partners for life. Now, what's important for us to see here is that before God placed the Christ child in Mary's womb, he saw to it that he would have, that she would have the support she needed. And Joseph would be the one to stand with Mary through thick and thin. He would protect her and support her through her pregnancy and early years of Jesus as a child. This would be Joseph's role. Now, admittedly, Joseph didn't understand that role at first. Matthew describes him, however, as a just man. In, in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 19, he says this, Matthew says this, And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. Joseph was a man who did what was right before God. And he wanted to live a holy and godly life. And the law required that a man who had impregnated a virgin was to marry that virgin and raise that child. 
Now, in the mind of Joseph, there had to be another man involved here, and maybe Joseph did not want to stand in the way of the law, and so he determines to let Mary go. But what's clear here is that Joseph could have made a big deal about this and demanded that the individual who had impregnated his fiancée be revealed and punished. But this would have publicly humiliated Mary, and, and so Joseph did not want to do this. And so we see that Joseph was a godly man. He had compassion on, on Mary and was willing to sacrifice his right not to humiliate her. Now, this was the kind of person God wanted to stand with Mary in this trying times that were ahead. And if Joseph contemplates this divorcing of Mary, he has a dream. And in that dream, we read in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20, but as he considered these things, whether he should divorce Mary and put her aside quietly, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived of her is from the Holy Spirit. And here in this dream, God confirms his call on Joseph's life. He was called to be the husband of Mary. This was the purpose of God for his life. And Matthew tells us how Joseph responds to that call and its life in Matthew chapter 1, verse 24 and 25. When Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded, and he took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Joseph does exactly what the angel tells him to do. He takes Mary as his wife, but has no sexual relationship with her until after Jesus was born. And so the doctrine of the virgin birth is often confused with the virgin conception. Mary was, Mary conceived as a virgin, but she also delivered her child as a virgin as well. And Joseph and Mary commit themselves to this abstinence until Jesus was born. It's interesting to note that as the wise men come to the home where Jesus and his parents were living, Matthew makes no reference at all to Joseph. Matthew chapter 2 and verse 11, we read, And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Joseph was not the focus. He's not even mentioned in the Gospel of Matthew in this encounter with the wise men. But Joseph was clearly there. Because after the wise men left, we read in Matthew chapter 2, verse 13 and 14, Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for your child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt. God speaks to Joseph in this dream, the second dream that he has, 
and tells him how Herod was going to seek to kill Jesus. And in obedience to that dream, Joseph took his family by night and led them to Egypt where Jesus would be protected. And after a period of time in Egypt, the angel of the Lord appears again in in a dream to Joseph and informs him of the death of Herod and tells him to take this small family and return to Egypt. And so in Matthew chapter 2, 19 and 20, but then when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt saying, rise, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Egypt for those who sought the child's life are dead. And fearful of returning to Judea where Herod's son reigned, the angel directed Joseph to take his family to Nazareth and Galilee in yet another dream. The only other hint to Joseph in the Bible is found in Luke chapter 2 and verse 48. And Jesus was now a boy, a young boy, and stayed in the temple unknown to his parents. And when they discovered him missing among the crowd, they returned to find him there in the temple. And Mary reprimands Jesus and says in Luke chapter 2 and verse 48, And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And so we have here a reference to Joseph in the phrase, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. This is the last time we hear of Joseph. Joseph disappears from this point onward. We have reference to Mary a number of times, but there is no reference to Joseph ever being with her. And that has led many Bible commentaries to conclude that Joseph must have died prior to the ministry of Jesus. And if that's the case, he had one task in life, to be the earthly father of Jesus, and to support Mary, his mother. And when that task was over, God took him away. Christmas is a story of the birth of Jesus, but it's also the story of Joseph, who took a step of faith. He heard the call of the angel to be a support to Mary and an earthly father to Jesus. He lived his life behind the scenes, but he was led of God to stand with Mary in her shame and struggle. He was used of God to protect Jesus from Herod's jealous anger. He led his family to Egypt and back to Nazareth, where he would raise Jesus to his, up to his teen years. He may never have seen the fulfillment of the promise of God through Jesus. He, he may never have, but he, and, and he may have been taken from, from this life at a very early age, but his life counted. He served God faithfully for the time he had been given. He stood behind the woman God chose to be the mother of Jesus. He raised the Christ child, and then he was taken from us. Christmas is the story of the faithfulness of God in sending his son, but it's also the story of a young man who devoted his life to the purpose of God lived faithfully behind the scenes, didn't need the spotlight, happy to be a support to God's chosen servants. And what's our response to the news of the birth of the Christ child? Our only response is that of Joseph. 
to offer what is left of our life to him and his service, to be willing to go unnoticed if necessary, to face shame when required, to face the fury of the enemy, to lose home and family and be willing to flee for our lives if required, anything and everything for this Christ child as long as God gives me breath and life. Joseph's life was a short life. He was unnoticed and unrecognized by many, but he was faithful and diligent with the life he had. He was faithful to his call and he made what he had count. And may that be our heart as well.